Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class. Today's Bible class is for our podcast listeners, designed to get us into God's Word every single day for just about 13 minutes. Not a long time, but that really keeps us in God's Word, keeps us focused on our relationship with God and upon our soul's salvation. It also helps us to maintain a better, more spiritual and positive mindset to be able to deal with life every day. And it helps us to stay strong in our faith and even grow in our faith because faith comes by hearing the word of God. Romans 10 and verse 17. Now, you know people in your life, probably some within your own family. We always encourage our listeners, share these short studies with everybody you can every day. Help somebody turn their life around and ultimately get to heaven because you help them get into God's word and change their thinking and their focus in life. Oh, that'll be a great blessing for them, but it will also be a great blessing for you. So share with your family members, your friends, your work associates, your neighbors, literally with everybody you can every day. We encourage you to do that. We're coming toward the end of our study and our line of thought talking about talking about the church. Is it necessary for me to be a member of the church? Now, some people would say, a lot of people would say, a church, as though everything's the same. We need to really focus on the church, the Lord's church, the church that our Lord established in the face of this earth. Now, denominationalism has really muddied the waters because you've got all kinds of different churches believing different things, teaching different things, practicing different things, and so much of which is not in keeping, not in line with what the scriptures teach. The scriptures are God's word, and we need to stay true to his word. 2 Timothy 3 and verse 16 says, all scripture is given by inspiration of God. Now, that more literally from the Greek means it is God's very word or God breathed, God's very word. And it is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction and righteousness. We need to pay attention to what it says, in other words. We need to really think about, okay, how am I living my life? Is this according to God's teachings? And if it's not according to God's teachings, then it's not according to God's will. Is it necessary for me to be a part of the church that our Lord established on this earth? Well, as we said, one particular verse, that really sums it all up, and that is the final statement on the matter. But we've looked at a number of different passages as well, and a different, a, a lot of different thoughts as to what we're taught, what we're taught in the scriptures about the importance of the church, and thereby, the importance of our being a part of the church, a member of the Lord's church. In Acts chapter two and verse forty-seven, though, it's cut and dried, short and sweet, straight to the point. And the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. That says it all, doesn't it? Is it necessary for me to be a part of the church, to be a member of the church, to be in the church that our Lord established in order to be saved? Absolutely, because the Lord himself adds to his church those who are truly coming into salvation through him. Now that means by implication, the understanding is all of the saved are in the church, If you're not in the church, you're not among the saved. Now, don't get mad at me. Get mad at God because that's his word. Get mad at our Lord because he's the one who adds the saved to his church. 
Jesus died for his church, that alone identifies it as being extremely important to us if we're going to be true followers of him. We looked in Ephesians chapter 5, and we saw the comparison between the marriage relationship between a husband and wife and the spiritual marriage relationship between Christ and the church. Again, Ephesians 5 verse 23, the husband is the head of the wife, is also Christ is the head of the church, and he is the savior of the body. Therefore, just as the church is subject to Christ, the church is subject to Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. Verse 28, so husbands ought to love their own wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. No one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it, just as the Lord does the church. Just as the Lord does the church. Verse 32, this is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Oh, yes. Is the church important? Is church membership necessary for my salvation? Absolutely, hands down. We have to be a part of the Lord's church in order to be saved. When we come into salvation through Christ, he himself adds us to his church. Now, we closed last time talking about the kind of the uh, illustration of the church being like a Swiss Army knife. Now, if any of you have ever had a Swiss Army knife, uh, I have a knockoff of one that was given to me by one of my sons a number of years ago. But you open that up, and it's not just the blades that are normally in a pocket knife. You've got, a, you've, got blades, you've got blades in there, you've got a corkscrew, you've got a screwdriver perhaps, and it may go on and on. Different tools within that one little compartment that someone would look at and say, well, that's, that's, that's a pocket knife. Well, it's a whole lot more than just that. Well, the church is more than, in fact, the church is not even the building that has the name on the front of it. The building is simply a facility in which the church meets to worship God and study his word and fellowship together. The people are the church, not the steeple. A lot of people, they, in fact, I'm afraid most people, they look at a church building and say, oh, that's a pretty church, or that's my church, or that's so-and-so's church. That's just a church building. It's not the church. But in Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 11, we read how God had the church in mind and in his plan for man's redemption before he ever created man. Well, we go back to verse 10 in, in Ephesians chapter 3 to the intent that now the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church to the principalities and powers in the heavenly places according to the eternal purpose which he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord. The church was always there in God's plan for man's redemption. And when we look back in chapter 1 of Ephesians in verses 22 and 23, he, that is God, put all things under his feet, that is Christ's feet, and gave him, Christ, to be head over all things to the church, which is his body. And notice this last phrase here. The fullness of him who fills all in all. 
the church in some way becoming the fullness of Christ? Incredible. And you don't think you need to be a member of the Lord's church in order to go to heaven, in order to be saved? Now, as to the government of the church, if you want to think of it that way, the church is a kingdom, a kingdom. Christ was born to be a king. He said so in John chapter 18 and verse 37, but not a, an earthly king, not a king over some earthly kingdom in this world. He was crowned as king. If we look at Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 2, and we want to read verse 33. And here, Peter, in, in his, in his uh, sermon on, on Pentecost, he says, Therefore, being exalted to the right hand of God and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, he poured out this which you now see and hear. Where is Christ? He's at the right hand of God. The right hand of God. And then we look also at verse 37, uh, verse 36 to begin with. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made the same Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. Both Lord and Christ. Now, when the people heard this, many of them asked Peter and the rest of the apostles, what shall we do? How should we respond to this gospel message you have taught us, you have preached to us? And Peter said, repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Christ was born to be a king, but a spiritual king. He was crowned as king. We look a little bit further in 1 Timothy, 1 Timothy chapter 1, and we read verse 17. And here the Apostle Paul wrote, Now to the King eternal, immortal, invisible, to God who alone is wise in honor and glory forever and ever. And then also 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse, verse 15. Notice what Paul wrote again, 1 Timothy 6, verse 15. Which he will manifest in his own time, he who is blessed and only potentate, the king of kings and lord of lords. Christ is king of his kingdom. What is that kingdom? It has nothing to do with any geographical location upon the face of the earth, the boundaries of any nation, his kingdom is the church. The church, that's his kingdom. The kingdom is spiritual and not of this world. Jesus could have called legions of angels to deliver him from the cross, but his kingdom is not of this world. John chapter 18 and verse 36 if one can be saved outside the church, then he can be saved outside the kingdom of our Lord. And that cannot be. Again, Acts 2 and verse 47, the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. And the church is not subject to any human rule 
to decide policy or doctrine or truth, what is really truth. The only head of the Lord's church is the Lord himself. There is no governing body who sits in some kind of conference or synod or organization here in this world that is the head or governing body of the Lord's church. You don't see anything like that in the scriptures. The only head of the church is Christ himself. It's his body, his body. The only headquarters of the church is heaven itself. And the only authority as to truth, doctrine, error, is the Bible itself. The Lord's church, and we need to desire to be a part of his church, the church that we read about in the Bible. Nothing more, nothing less, nothing else. Church membership in the Lord's church is absolutely essential to our salvation, to our eternal life. You cannot separate the two. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you for loving us. We thank you for sending your son into this world as the sacrifice for our sins, and also for sending him to establish the church where we can be, while still in this world, a part of his body, his spiritual body, and your family. Praise, glory, honor, and thanks be to you. Help people to see all over the world their need to be a part of his church, his spiritual body. We pray. Please forgive us, gracious Father. We pray in Jesus' name, amen.